This
Uh, good morning, God morning, great morning. This is Minister E.K. Dark. Welcome to Declaring Victory. Anyone on the line? Good morning, Brother E.K. It's Brother Michael. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, brother. Glad to hear your voice. Welcome, welcome. Likewise, sir. Good morning, this is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Welcome to Declaring Victory and happy favorite Friday. Thank you, you as well. Yeah. Good morning, it's Renee. Peace and love. And I did the same thing to you, peace and love. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Declaring Victory. Anyone else on the line? Minister E.K. Dawson. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he is so worthy to be praised. We give him praise and honor and glory this morning for waking us up and starting us on our way. Hallelujah, man. Yes, God is good all the time, and he's worthy to be praised. It's good to hear your voice this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, it's Susie. Susie, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Alive, moving. <laughs> you know, and some you... mornings you wake up, you wake up and you're on 10. I'm on 11. <laughs> can, can you do me a favor and keep me in your prayers, please? Okay, absolutely, Susie. There's some issues going on in the family. Okay. Thank you. All right. Praise God. Thank you. We're holding you. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. Welcome to Declaring Victory. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Friday. God bless everyone on the call. You have a great day. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey, hey. Yes. Good to hear your sound. Welcome to Declaring Victory. Thank you. Good morning, Miss Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. I'm going on mute. Hallelujah. Good morning, Miss Janet. Good morning, Sister Janet. Uh, could um could I ask for a prayer, please? Sure. Um, I try, I've been trying to reconcile with my son's father for a while, and um, it's really not working. I'm just asking if. Um, I can get some prayer from me and my son's at home. Okay, I, you, uh, I think some paper was rattling or something was moving when you were talking. You said you're trying to reconcile. Yeah, with my son's father for a while. And um, okay. uh-huh. we, we're going through a lot, but I need to find a place for me and my boys. Gotcha. All right. And when you say a place, you mean a place to live? Yes, sir. Okay, I got you. I'm um, putting that down. Okay. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. 
Good morning, brother. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Declare victory. Hey, did we say happy birthday to pretty young thing, Yvonne? Her birthday was yesterday. I didn't know. I wasn't aware, but absolutely. Yeah. Happy birthday, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Yvonne. Happy Thank birthday, Yvonne. Good birthday. <laughs> yes. Turn up. That's so sweet. Good morning. Good morning. Victory. This is wonderful, Wanda. Happy birthday yeah. to Yvonne, and um, we love you, too, to the lady the last month. <laughs> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Praise God. Well, I heard another voice. Good morning. God morning. Great morning. Good morning, Krishanda. Somebody else, uh, was that Krishanda? Yeah, it was Krishanda. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good happy morning. Friday. Good morning. And yeah. happy birthday, Yvonne. We love you. God bless you all. Hallelujah. What's up, BK? Good morning. Good morning, yeah. Yvonne, my beautiful sister, my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and there it is. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I want to remind everyone that they can always, always uh, go to the app, and then you can always put prayer requests as you before you come in on uh, on our app for declaring victory. So you can always, always go to the app and uh, put in your prayer request, uh, just in case. Um, by the way, uh, it's uh, time for us to go ahead and get started. So it is, uh, before we move forward, we want to ask everyone that they put their individual phone on mute so that we can proceed. Uh, hello, my name is Minister E.K. Dawson, and I am your host. Thank you for joining Declaring Victory. Uh, declaring victory, we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it is to edify, to empower, to encourage, to equip you in your walk with Christ. Uh, to be sure to continue calling in for the rest of this month, the month of April, uh, where our monthly uh, our monthly theme is entitled The Mindset. The monthly uh, theme is entitled Mindset. Uh, the declarers will focus on the importance of having the right mindset to follow Christ and to execute out his will. Make sure that you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Uh, there is one announcement today. Join us this evening uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m., and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for Friday Night Live. Sister Dee Dee Felder, you heard her a little earlier, uh, will share uh, an exciting and, and encouraging message with us. Who gave you the, the gavel? I'll say it again. Who gave you the gavel? Uh, and be sure to be blessed. Uh, prayer requests. Uh, as you know, you can always put prayer requests 
on the app. Uh, and as I am checking the update, I don't see any that uh, that apply to today. Let me double check. Yes, no, we have none that apply today for the uh, for the prayer app. Uh, and so, as we move forward. One second. Pardon me. Um, the owner of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by our very own Marcus, and our declaration today will be brought by Daryl. Again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by our very own uh, Brother Marcus, and uh, the declaration will be brought by Brother Daryl. And then we will go right into closing comments and uh, posted by the actual declarer. Uh, and after that, so today our scripture is Romans 8 and 6. For the mind set on flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. May, Lord, may the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, I ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute, and now I pass the call to our prayer warrior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for looking down upon us. We thank you, God, uh, just for this call and this opportunity to come together and to seek your face with other believers. We thank you, God, for uh, just blessing us, giving us life, health, and strength. We thank you, God, for all that you've done, all that you continue to do. You just keep on looking out for us, and we are grateful and glad. So, Lord, we come to this day uh, giving you back this day before you even get started, whether we've started the day or not. Lord, we give it back to you, Lord. We um, we ask that you put your hand on this day. Uh, lay your hand on us, God, each and every one of us. God, touch us uh, where we need to be touched, where we need to be, uh, where we need your hand upon us, oh God. We want you to go with us and be with us uh, throughout this day. Guide us, lead us, Lord. We need you to be our a shepherd in the midst of all we do and say, Lord, help us to not go and move without you, but to remember to seek your face and to seek your spirit and to allow your Holy Spirit to lead us, comfort us, and guide us. And we thank you for the spirit, your spirit that you sent, God. And so, Lord, we um, ask for your approval upon this day, God, as we move through it to be productive, to do what all the things that we have to do, whether what it is, whatever it is today, whether it's work, rest, um, whether it is, you know, um, taking care of ourselves or doing whatever, the many things that all of us need to do today. I thank you, God, for every single person that is on the call right now. God, I pray that you would touch them in their own uh, areas where they need it, God. Bless, heal, Lord. Um, deliver right now in the name of Jesus. God, you know every need one by one, name by name, situation by situation. And God, so I just 
I believe you, I believe and I trust that you are a God of miracles in many different situations. Thank you for being such a uh, omniscient God, being an omnipresent God where you're everywhere at the same time. We praise you, God, that you see all and that you know all and that you understand all. Thank you for that. Appreciate you, oh God. Uh, thank you, God, for uh, Sister Yvonne and uh, how you blessed her to make it to another birthday. Bless her in, in a special way. Touch her body, her mind, and her spirit. God, keep her encouraged uh, and moving forward in your name. We thank you, God, for her um, excitement for, for you, oh God, having a heart for you and to be on the call and to have a heart for prayer and have a heart for just being a child of God. God, I, I pray you heard the prayer request that went up. Um, uh, Susie, God, you know the need, you know the desire. Bless right now. Bless touch in, in every way uh, that is needed, God, in the home and uh, the heart and in in her mind, God, right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we 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 believe that you're doing it right now. God, we pray a special prayer upon all of our married couples, God. We pray that you would uh, unite them even more, keep them uh, in the place where they need to be. God, I pray that you would just bless them to go further and to be closer and to be um, more just everything that they need to be, God, for your glory and for your honor. God, we believe and trust uh, that you're doing it right now. Pray for every single individual on the call and those that are connected to all of us. I pray that you'll bless them in a special way. Keep them encouraged. Uh, keep them inspired and motivated um, to not give up on their pursuit of happiness and to know that whatever state they are in, they can still trust that you can bring them the, with you that there is joy and peace and happiness. And we thank you for it even now. I pray, God, for every parent, God, those who have children, those who are um, who watch over children, who are caregivers, God, I pray that you will bless them in a special way. God, give them the wherewithal to continue to be those caregivers for those children. Pray, God, that every child that is being watched over, God, that you will protect them from every, um, every uh, hurt, harm, and danger that could come upon them. God, anything that would disturb or destroy them um, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, God, that you would protect them in a special way. I pray that, that prayer right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for each and every declarer that is a part of this organization, God, that you would bless them right now in the name of Jesus. God, continue to give them a fresh word from heaven. Continue to bless pour back into them, God, all that they pour out, oh God. God, that you would bless them in their personal lives, God, to prosper and be in good health, even as their soul prosper, as your word says. And we thank you for it, and we bless you even now. God, I lift up uh, uh, Dion right now in a special way, God. You know where she is. You know what she needs. You know what desires there are, God. Bless her as she progresses through life, as she does uh, what you called her to do. Thank you for her inspiration and her motivating and being there for others. God, I pray that you would uh, allow someone to be that for her. 
bless that, bless her so that that can come back to her. And we thank you for it. We believe you and trust that you're doing it right now. So, Lord, uh, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, <clears throat> that blessings are on the way, that healing is on the way, that victory is on the way, that deliverance is on the way. God, we believe it and we trust you, God, that you didn't um, you didn't make it where we had to walk this journey alone, God, that we thank you that you're walking this journey with us, God, that we can walk hand in hand with you, oh God. Help us to trust and, and remember and to know that you're there. Help us to believe it and hold on to our faith and remember that you're with us in every situation, God, in every problem, in every victory, you're there with us. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it. Have your way in a special way. God, we need your spirit, God. We need your Holy Spirit. Help us walk right, to talk right. Help us to live right. Help us to treat our neighbors right. Help us to take care of our, ourselves, take care of our homes, our families. Lord, have to handle our finances, oh God. Pray a special prayer on our churches and our church leaders, our pastors right now. God, I pray that you would touch them in a special way all over the world. God, pastors everywhere, God, whoever they are, wherever they are, I pray that you would uh, send your special anointing right now to touch them right now and to lift them up, inspire them, encourage them, turn them around, correct them, um, <clears throat> inspire them to speak your word and to be an example as a leader. And we thank you that you're doing it right now. Bless them in their personal lives in their families, God, in their homes. God, we know that leaders are sometimes come under great attack, but God, you are able to keep them in the midst of it all. And we're trusting that you're doing it right now, Lord, and we thank you for it. Now, Lord, as we take our phones off mute, we just want to give you the glory and the praise. We take our phones off mute and we glorify you together as a unit. We magnify your name together as a group, as a group of believers. God, we just come together to give you praise, to give you glory. Lord God, right now, Lord God, we thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you live, God, incredibly, Lord God, like never before, God. We ask right now that you just continue to allow your presence, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for Worship that Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, that you just continue to do right now what you can do. Lord God, you're anointed. 
Dion again for just a powerful platform for believers to come together to worship, to share our faith, to be able to pray, strengthen one another. And again, I also echo as the powerful prayer that Brother Marcus rendered on this morning. Thank you, Brother Marcus, for the in-season prayer as well, that we pray that wherever you are, that God continues to allow your platforms, your life, everything that you desire internally, externally, that it would be manifested. I want to thank, again, Minister E.K. Dawson, again, always, my brother. I'm telling you, you are on 11, ready to go to 12. I thank God for you uh, always uh, being able to be in place and being the man who God called you to be. I want to say happy birthday to Sister Yvonne, again, powerful, powerful woman of God that just continues to bless everyone on the line. To all the declarers, I thank God for each and every last one of you, those that have gone those that are yet to go just continue to move as God is calling us to move. Amen. There's a word on this morning I do want to bring before your attention, and it starts in the book of Numbers, the 14th chapter, verse number one through four. We'll find in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse number one through four, a very important story that talks about really the importance of being able to have the proper alignment in our minds. And I'm going to read this and I'm reading from the NIV version. Again, Numbers 14, 1 through 4, it reads, That night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. And the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Verse 3, Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives, our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, 
we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. This morning, as we're continuing our focus on mindset, there are times that when we have to, I believe, reset our own mindsets. I've had to do it this week. I've had to do it multiple times, especially when I'm reading things a little bit differently and my mind may be off. But there are times we have to really reset our mindset. And and young people especially, I, I really want to share this from the depth of my heart. Don't you ever let anybody or anyone tell you what you can't do. Because if you put your mind to it, then you can go wherever you choose to go. But I want you to realize that what what you are giving yourself when you put your mind to it is you're giving yourself the faith for your future. And also understand that it gives you a mentality. It gives you a mindset. It, it gives you an attitude of achievement, a paradigm a possibility. Why? It's because a mindset that was not set on limitations, but you're now inheriting a mindset that is set on possibility. It's set on one that believes that I can do anything I set my mind to. All the way from Atlanta, Georgia, I echo and encourage you, do it anyway. All the way from California, I echo and I encourage you to do it anyway. From Chicago, from Louisiana, from Colorado, from New York, from Tennessee, wherever you might be, I encourage you to do it anyway on this morning. And family, as we ponder the pertinence of this principle for the messages I want to share with you on today, I realize that we inherit more than traits, trends, and tendencies when it comes to our bloodlines. Because we also inherit in our bloodlines mindset and mentality. And you would be amazed, declare victory, at the mentalities that are passed from generation to generation. For example, some victim mentalities, guess what? They are inherited. Some limited mentalities are inherited. There are even some racist and biased mentalities that are inherited, some legalistic mindsets when it comes to the kingdom that are inherited, and there are even some sexist mentalities that are inherited, all because we inherit more than just our traits, our trends, and tendencies from our bloodline, but understand we can also inherit mindset. And sometimes our mind is set in places and phases at times that maybe our mindsets will serve as well. But there are other times that our minds have been molded in ways that oftentimes it really doesn't serve as well. And this is why I encourage you and I believe an evaluation of the mindset is essential and it's important. Why? It's because wherever your mind is set, your life will follow. I believe the word of God says in Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. 
understand, my brothers and sisters, that God moves us from level to level and from faith to faith by our heads first. And no matter where you may be stuck, I simply came to share with you today that if you would just get your head, if you would just get your mind out of your way, that your life has to follow wherever the mind begins to go. So I believe this morning, our foundational text today, found in Numbers 14, gives us an incredible example of the importance of examining how our mind is set. So even though we pick up in Numbers chapter 14, I believe these people's story, the children of Israel, really began in the book of Exodus. It's because the book of Exodus introduces us to a group of people that the Bible calls Hebrews, who were in Egyptian captivity for well over 400 years. But there was one generation that got sick and tired of the cycle. And that one generation began to engage in activity that would free them from the limitations of Egyptian bondage. So the Bible says that they cried out to God to send deliverance. Now, that's where we pick up in Exodus 3 and 9. If you have your Bibles, your devices, if you would travel with me to Exodus 3 and 9, the word of God reads, and now the cry of the Israelites have reached me, and I have seen the way of the Egyptians are oppressing them. So understand as a result of their crying out to God for deliverance, God then begins to have a different kind of conversation with a man by the name of Moses. And instead of sending the children of Israel deliverance, what God does is send them a deliverer. It's because God always answers our prayers, but he doesn't always answer our prayers the way you think he's going to answer them. But then there are times when God, he can answer our prayers in ways that are, that are so different, that are so distinct that what we have expected. And the answer that we're looking for is right in front of us, and we didn't even know that God had already answered it. Because the, Israel, the Israelites, they were asking for deliverance, but God sends them a deliverer by the name of a man named Moses. But what's interesting, and this is interesting, because when God instructs Moses that he wants him to lead Israel out of bondage or Egyptian bondage, the Bible says that Moses began to communicate to God his insecurities and his inabilities. You see, what Moses says, first of all, is that, God, I'm a background person. This is my ministry. My ministry is to stay in the background. And what you're calling me to do is going to require me to come to the forefront. Is anybody on this line that God is calling you to come from the background to the forefront because God says, I put something in you and you have something to say? Secondly, what Moses began to lift up an excuse is that this is going to require that I do some speaking, God, and you know I am slow of speech. Now, there are some commentators that have various viewpoints on what this might mean. It might mean when Moses says, I'm slow of speech, he might admit that he stuttered, or did he have a lit? 
or did he have an inability to accurately articulate his words? We really don't know. But what we do know is that God, in spite of Moses's inability and his infallibility, that God denied Moses's limitation, that he just sent Moses some assistance to help him on his assignment. You see, what God is saying is that this is what I'm going to do, Moses. I know that you are slow of speech, and I'm not going to change that because the inadequacy should lead to insecurity, and your insecurity should lead to dependence on me. But you see, Moses, that issue as an inadequacy, but I see it as insurance, Moses, because I know that as long as you have this inadequacy, as long as you're wrestling with this insecurity, that you're never going to try to step out and do whatever I'm calling you to do without me. Because you recognize that without my assistance, without God's assistance, that you, I, and us, we cannot accomplish any assignment that God gives. And I simply want to share with you on this morning that there are some weaknesses that God, you've been praying for him to remove it, but he's not going to remove it. There are some thorns in the flesh that God is going to allow to remain because the thing that you feel that makes you weak is the thing that God knows is going to make you run to him so that you and I and us can stay strong. So could it be declare victory that your weakness is God's way of keeping you strong. So we find that God says that your brother Aaron is going to assist you and that he is going to help you. Now, this is what's interesting because if Moses had trouble articulating his thoughts to Pharaoh, then certainly Moses was going to have trouble articulating his thoughts to Aaron. So even though Aaron was a better speaker than Moses, then how could Aaron speak for Moses if he couldn't figure out what Moses was saying? Could it be, my brothers and sisters, that God sent Aaron not just because Aaron had the ability to speak, but could it be that God sent Aaron because Aaron had the ability to interpret? You see, could it be that he could do more than just speak for Moses, but in reality, he could understand Moses because you can't speak for someone that you don't really understand. You see, when God sends you certain people into your life, watch this, they get you without you having to say it. Is there anybody on this morning who needs or you maybe have some people in your life who just gets you? You ain't got to argue about it. You ain't got to prove your point. You ain't got to always submit why you said what you said. They just get you. Because sometimes you're feeling things and your mind can't even begin to conjure up the adequate and the appropriate words to articulate what you're feeling. But what you need are some people in your life who can get you or who give you words to help you articulate what you're feeling, all because they get you, even when you cannot articulate what's going on with you. 
I often laugh and I study this because my wife often tells me I have a PhD in Daryl Belcher. I know exactly when there's a shift in his life and what that shift is. It's all because I don't have to tell her. It's because she's been sent by God and she can interpret what I'm going through because she gets me. So God sends Moses and he gives Moses clear instructions. He says to Moses that I'm going to use you to lead Israel out of Exodus, out of this Exodus, and I'm going to lead them to a specific place called Canaan. You see, Canaan is a land that I promised them. It's a promised land. It's a land that is agriculturally rich and it flows with milk and honey. So I'm going to lead you to lead them to that place called there. So Israel makes their exodus out of Egypt because Moses successfully negotiates with Pharaoh. We all know the story. And the Bible says that in Exodus 13, that God did not lead them through the land of the Philistines, which was shorter. But the word of God says that he took them around through the wilderness. So here it is. They could have went right to Canaan and took a shorter route. But understand that the way that shorter route would have required them to pass through a land that was occupied with people called the Philistines who had giants in their bloodline. Now, I want you to remember in the Bible that Goliath, who, who David fought, was a Philistine. And God, in essence, says, I know you want to go the shorter way, but the reason I'm taking you the longer way is to protect you from some battles. The reason I'm taking you the longer way is to protect you from some bloodshed that you are not ready to fight. You're not ready to confront the shorter way. But so in order to protect you from the consequences of the shorter route, I'm going to take you the long way. And thus God takes them through the long way through a place called the wilderness. And when it's time to go through the wilderness, the wilderness was just a route in order to get to Canaan. And when it's time to occupy Canaan, there's another group of people that's also occupying Canaan that they will have to fight. And those people were also giants. So what Moses did, he sends out spies to scout out the land found in Numbers 13, 26 through 28. Let's read the outcome. In the word of God, Numbers 13, 26 through 28, it reads, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. Then gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there, mindset are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. Now I want you to understand as we've read Numbers 13, 26 to 28, that the descendants of Anak were giants. You see, the problem with the children of Israel was that they expected advancement without opposition. Let me say that one more time. 
The problem with the children of Israel, the problem with the kingdom, is that we expect advancement without an opposition. They didn't realize that promotion has a price. I believe Luke 12 and 48 says, to whomsoever much is given, much is required. You see, the children of Israel, and sometimes even us, they somehow forgot that more of anything means more of everything that they have forgotten that you don't get more of what you do want without getting more of what you don't want. They forgot that you don't get promotion without pressure. And you don't get notoriety, Bishop Apostle Dion, without haters. You don't get more of anything without getting more of everything. It's because advancement comes with agitation. And thus they became frustrated by the fact that they actually, the children of Israel, had to fight for what God promised was theirs. So they became so agitated and so intimidated that they began to grumble against a man. They began to grumble against Moses, who was the best thing that ever happened to them. And they began to complain about in one season what they had prayed for in another. And so they began to say that instead of going to Canaan, God, we're good right here. We're going to stay right here in the wilderness. Now, this is interesting because what this reveals to me is that even though they had come out of Egypt, guess what? Their mindset had. That even though their bodies were out of Egypt, their mind and their mindset was still there. But how do you know where their mindset was set? It's simply because, declare victory, their mindset was revealed by what they would run back to when they got in trouble. Let me say that again, because I think that's going to help many of us, is that we know where our mind is set because our mindset will reveal by what we run back to whenever we get in trouble. So their bodies was out of Egypt, but their mind was not. I believe the OJs, for those that have been saved all your life, they had a song that says, that your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. And here it is. The reason why their bodies was out of Egypt, but their mindset was not, is because they had a mindset of settling. So what did they do? I believe the children of Israel, what they did when it came to their destiny, is that they placed a period where God wanted to place a comma. That they dictated what was best for them instead of allowing God to dictate what was best for them. So my question that I have to raise on this line this morning is, has your body moved, but your mind hasn't? Because if it doesn't, if it hasn't, this is the mindset of settling. But Pastor Belcher, what do you mean and what does this particular mindset of settling looks like? Well, number one, if we take a look at the children of Israel during this particular situation, it's possible, declare victory, to settle spiritually. It's possible to settle spiritually. Now, what do I mean by settling spiritually? 
This means that a person, that they will only settle for salvation but will not chase after transformation. And when it comes to a mindset spiritually, that's not something you get from your natural family. That's something that you get from your spiritual family. So understand that if by chance I sat under a settling theology, then I'm going to have a settling mindset. And if only if, if I only hear about the God who brings me out, then I'll never meet the God that can take me in. And if I only hear about the God that helps me to survive, then I will never meet the God who will help me to thrive. And if I only hear about the God that saves me, then I will never meet the one who has the ability to change me. You see, the gospel is not just about what Jesus did, even though we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday, but the gospel is also about the implication of what this means for your mind and our lives. You see, God just said, he just, he's not just the God of John 3.16. But he's also a God of Ephesians 3 and 20, the God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Understand, my brothers and sisters, he is not just the God of John 3, 16, but he's the God who told me in Isaiah 54 and 17 that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises in judgment he shall condemn. So it's possible to settle spiritually and be okay dying and living a life just looking forward to going to heaven, all while experiencing hell on earth all the way there. Number two, the second way that we can tell that he had a mindset of settling is we can settle relationally. We can settle relationally. Whenever we don't have a revelation, I don't want you to miss this, that friends are gifts, are God's gifts to us to advance his assignment for us. And that if you are patient, that God will send you friends that will add value to your life without injecting and infecting you with toxicity. Let me say that again, because some of y'all, you're trying to connect with people who are toxic that God will send you friends that will add value to your life without injecting and inter infecting you with toxicity, a toxicity. And whenever you don't understand that, then you're going to be injected and infected with toxicity from the very people who you choose to tolerate. Because some people would rather have unhealthy company to deal with, watch this, than to deal with the unfamiliarity of loneliness. You'd rather walk into an unhealthy situation, unhealthy circumstance, unhealthy company, rather than deal with the unfamiliarity of loneliness. You see, one of the reasons why Israel was responding the way they were responding in the text is because they were not accustomed to their new way of living. But what they were accustomed to was Egypt. And they were accustomed to the way things had always been. And in order for them to experience something new, that in order for them to experience God's best, and in order for them to step into the next chapter of God's story for their life, they had to step out of the familiar 
into the unfamiliar. And when you move into the unfamiliar, then you have got to deal with being uncomfortable. But the problem is some people are not willing to be uncomfortable long enough to allow God to snatch their own people out of their lives before he injects the right people into your lives. And sometimes you have to take a season to detox toxic people out of your life because people settle relationally and they settle for bad friends. Now watch this. I want you to realize that God will not compete for space. God will not compete for space in your life. That either he's the Lord of all or not Lord at all. And that your heart, when it comes to your relationship with God, your heart is a throne and not a couch. It's because multiple people can sit on a couch, but only one person can sit on the throne. And what God is saying is that if you've got a couch on your heart, then I'm not going to sit next to anybody because that is the place and the space in your life that is reserved exclusively for me. And sometimes the reason why God has not sent certain people in your life who's been destined to be a part of your life is all because we have not made room. And people settle because they don't trust God to send them healthy friends in their life. Number three, they don't trust God. Again, they have a settling mentality because they don't trust God to send them healthy mates. Brother Marcus, I thank God for you for being able to even pray your prayer around marriages because I just absolutely understand that there are a lot of people who don't trust God to send them healthy mates. We don't trust God uh, to send us those who have been assigned to us. And I'm not going to bother that because mate selection is always, again, your choice. But I want you to hear this. is because mate selection is always an indication of the way you see you. Let me say that real slow. Mate selection is always an indication of the way you see you. And the only way you fix that is to address people's self-perception. Because you can be on the outside and tell a person that this is not healthy for you. This is not good for you. This is not taking you in the direction that you need to go in. But until that person's view of themselves aligns with a revelation of their worth in the eyes of God, they will be unable to act with wisdom and prudence because you always choose mate based on the way you see you. So if you think that you can't get anybody better, then most times what you're going to do, you're going to have a mindset, no matter how bad it is, how toxic it is, you're going to stay right there. And it's settling for less than God's best. But God, God Almighty, but God has painted another picture of possibility because in the Songs of Solomon, you'll see a growing interest that does not wane when you're in the relationship, but it intensifies as it goes on. 
It's a picture of Christ's relationship with the church. But when you read the Song of Solomon, it allows you and I to enter into this intimate relationship between a man and a woman. And these are real people and not just metaphors. Because this is a man who's looking at his woman every day and he's saying, girl, as soon as I get off work, it's on. But watch this. But then it also talks about a woman looking at her man saying, I dare you to wear that outfit again and let's see what happens. I dare you to wear that cologne again and see what happens. Is there anybody right now who can understand that God will send you relationships and help you build intimate relationships that are thriving and that are not dying? Because sometimes we can settle even when it comes to relationship. Now, I want you to remember the Israelites, they didn't want to fight the giants in the land because they wanted to settle. But at times, in order to get what God has promised, sometimes there are some giants you have got to kill. You see, you don't get what God has promised you without sometimes killing giants. There are giant obstacles you're going to have to deal with, giant mindsets you're going to have to deal with and giant influences that you are going to have to kill off in this season. And then last but certainly not least, number four, when it comes to a selling mindset, we can also settle professionally. This one hit me right in the gut, y'all. I got to be honest, it hit me right in the gut. Because selling professionally can feel like the window of opportunity for you in order to you to use your gifts, to use your talents, and acquire skills in a way that adds the most value to the world. And it also will bring the most fulfillment to you that we can feel like that window of opportunity has somehow passed us. Because we've made too many mistakes, the window has passed us. We've, we've taken too many missteps, and the window has passed us. We've made too many bad decisions, and the window has passed us. And so now my life, your life, our life, it feels as if it's irredeemable. So the only thing that I can do is simply salvage the rest of my life, because what I really desire for myself professionally is unattainable because I haven't done it yet. And you can end up spending the rest of your life doing something that you hate. There are a lot of people who wake up every morning doing something professionally that you hate, all because you feel like it's too late, that you feel like you didn't get the degree when you should have got the degree, that you feel that the certification that you should have gotten, you didn't get it, or you didn't get the professional tryout athletically when you should have gotten it, and you feel like it's going to take you four-plus years to do that now, or maybe even 18 months to do it. But I want you to realize that if you don't die and go to heaven, and guess what, my brothers and sisters? 18 months or four years are going to come anyway. But if you can spend this time doing something that when the 18 months or the four years are over, then you have it. Or you can spend this time having a mentality of doing nothing, wishing that you could reclaim your time. You see, this is important because. There are times where limitations impact us 
and we don't even know that we're being limited by something that's been imposed to us in our minds, but realize that you can be 100% right, but also realize that ain't nothing but a job. And here's the thing. You don't want whoever your professional career landscape, you don't want them to hire everybody your age. That's not what you're asking them. You're just asking them to hire you. You're not asking them to hire or give the opportunity to everyone who doesn't have certain credentialing. You're just asking them to give it to you. So the question is, it should it be done for everybody. But the question is, can God do it for you? And can God make you the exception? And the word that the Bible uses to describe those becoming the exception, the exception, the Bible calls it favor. Is there anybody who desires God's favor over your life? It's when God reverses a trend in your life. It's when God breaks a rule when it comes to your life. It's when God performs an anomaly in your life. It's when God gives you an opportunity that is not normally afforded to people like you. But the question is, do you believe that God can do it? Because if you don't, then you are settling. And I'm telling you right now, settling is a mindset. It's a mindset that is unwilling to fight the giants that must be fought in order to get, to get you where you're trying to go. And realize that settling also is an insult to the one who had created you because settling is nothing more but a bad stewardship of a life. Settling is mismanagement of your intellect, your acumen, and your gifting. And settling is dictating your own destiny aside from what God has called. As I get ready to open up the line for open remarks, closing remarks, the Bible has a word for settling. And it's a word that's found frequently in the book of Proverbs, which is Again, what we've talked about before, wisdom literature, and that word for settling in the book of Proverbs is called slothful. Now, I thought slothful meant lazy, that when you see a slothful person, they're lazy. But slothfulness in the Hebrew is defined as a desire for ease at the expense of the will of God. Let me say that again. Slothfulness is defined as a desire for ease of life at the expense of the will of God. Now, please understand that the lazy people don't want to work, but slothful people don't mind working. They just don't want it to be hard. They want easy blessings. They want God to lay it in their lap. So whenever the situation gets hard, they choose not to fight. And if there is opposition, they back down. Because even though they don't mind working, they just don't want it to be hard. And even if God is calling them, I'm calling you in this season, slay some giants that they will elect to just stay in the wilderness, all because they're not willing to fight the fight in order to get to the place of promise. 
And if anyone lives that way, it's because they have misunderstood the purpose of their advancement. You see, your advancement is not just for your satisfaction. God is not simply trying to advance your life or bless your life because he's trying to just do it. He's trying to advance your life, not just because of your satisfaction, but it's because of your assignment. Declare victory. He wants to move you to the next chapter of his story for your life because he needs you and he wants you to be an example to maybe show that you, when you submit your life to God and you truly trust him, what a woman, that a woman can really do it. For you, my brother, to be an example to show that a man can really do it, to be an example to show that even though you've made some mistakes, that you can recover. And it doesn't matter how many mistakes that you have made because some people will never have a picture of possibility if you don't do it. So do you believe in your mind? And do you have a mindset that you can win? If so, my charge to you and to me is to just win. But whatever you do, make sure you don't have a mindset that chooses to settle. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, not only for the hearers, but Lord God, I thank you for the doers right now. Father, I pray that your word, Lord God, has been saturated in our hearts, that, Lord, we place a throne and not a couch, Lord God. It's only you that sit in the top of our lives and in our heart. And, Lord, give us the courage, Lord God, even when we don't understand it is giant killing season, Lord God, that we have a mindset, Lord God, of a victor and not a victim. And, God, I thank you for each and every person that as testimonies will come forth, as mindsets are changed in this month, in this season, in this dispensation, that, Lord, you get the glory, you deserve all the honor, and you deserve all the praise. It's in your darling, matchless son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. At this time, we're going to open up the line to ask if there's anyone who had not had an opportunity to say good morning if you would unmute yourself and do so now. Good morning, Pastor Belcher. This Good. has been mm -hmm. awesome. I'm going to send this recording to my sons and my sister, people that I know need to hear what you've said this morning. The only thing I ask is, can you say that slothful definition one more time? I sure can. <laughs> The slothful definition, if you're ready, sister, yes. is that a person who is slothful, they don't mind working, but they have a desire for ease at the expense of the will of God. That's Slothfulness. That's what I missed. Yeah, at the expense of the will of God. They, they don't mind working, but if it challenges, they got to fight for it, I'm going to stay in the wilderness. Thank Amen. you. Have an you are more. You fact, do the same. What is? Do you have cash out? I do, ma'am. What is your cash out? God bless you, ma'am. My cash out is. Oh my God! I don't know if my heart it is. I'm sorry. Give me a moment. That's it okay. Is. 
It is dollar sign Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L, Belcher, one word, B-E-L-C-H-E-R. Uh B E L C H E R. What kind of person don't even know they own Cash App? My Lord. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> I'm so into people that 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 so into me because this morning you you sold into me, so I have to sew into you. Won't be a lot, but it's my heart that counts. God bless you, my sister. Trust me, it is the that. thought, not the amount. God bless you as well. Anyone else? Amen on this morning. Anyone else? Good morning, Pastor Belcher. Good morning. <laughs> good, good morning. Let me get in for Cassandra because she can come with a praise. I just come limping. I'm going to come limping. And as they went, they were healed. Oh, my God. Pastor Bletcher, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you is all I have to say. You you gut punch. You, you sent the boy an arrow. You did it all. But I thank God that you did not spare the rod, that you came with the word. So God bless you, man of God. Thank you God, so much. God bless you, sister. I think you running versus limping. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Amen. Amen. It's Krishanda. Glory, glory, glory. How I know God loves us because he sent ministers. Belcher to speak to us today to send us love. Thank you. Thank you. Love the declaration. Can I get the cassette tape? I mean, I really need to rerun, rerun, rerun. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you as well, Krishanda. Thank you so much. Always good to hear from you. Anyone else? Hey, hey, I got to come behind Krishanda. This is Didi from Cali. Didi. <laughs> Man, listen, now, when you went into your body, your mind on the other side of town, you, <laughs> you took me back because my, my daddy used to play that, and I'm like, are you talking about? But as I grew older, I get it, mindset, because when you think about it, you're right. How you free, but don't even know, because your mind is still caught up. And even with relationships, right, if you're in a relationship that's toxic, and for me, I'm so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm not, this isn't boasting because it's boasting in the Lord. Actually, it is. This (laughs) marriage I'm in now, because I had to get my mind right, those things that used to be don't matter no more in this. So when you said that, I thought about it relationships will be healthy if you renew your mind, forget about Amen. all that other stuff, and just focus on what, what is now and know that he's a mind regulator. He will change a lot of things. And being in a toxic place, whether it's at home, work, church, whatever, is settling. And the way you said, what, say that one more time. If you settle, it's what? Like settling means what? You said something and I was mopping. I couldn't. <laughs> the bad I stewardship of a life, honey. The bad stewardship of a life, <laughs> the Listen. mismanagement of your gifts and your talents. I said, God, dog. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> that part. Oh, let me, y'all, listen. My God, sir. You can't, you can't hit us on a Friday morning like that. Jesus, as, as Brother Jeff says, Jesus. Now, y'all know. But, I, I, to get in real quick, you brought a word. We can't even get through the second greeting because that <laughs> was fire. That was fire. All right. I'm going back on mute. Good morning. It's Natasha. Pastor Bell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to God be the glory. 
the Apostle Dion, you better call that thing out. And I'm telling y'all, if y'all ain't on Friday Night Live tonight, that DD going to absolutely set that place on fire through the power of God. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good morning. Else? Yes, good, good morning. morning. This is prosperous. I, I um, agree with what everyone said. It was just such a great message in so many different layers. I love about um, when you talked about the getting somebody who really, really gets you. And I'm so thankful that God gets me because you could be, you can have loved ones all around you, but when you have that thing in your heart that you know comes from the Lord, you got to go for it. And I'm seeing how, you know, and I'm just so thankful because I I just, you got to go for what what Holy Spirit is telling your heart, no matter what anybody says around you. And and well-meaning, loving people, will be like, oh, you should do this, you should do that, but thank you, Jesus, because he gets me. Love you guys. Love you too. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say I enjoyed um, the word, um, but I have a question to ask. Um, I like also when you talked about um, the settling and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. is it is it still um is this settling when you uh need something now? It's not that I don't want to wait, but if if I'm in a uh situation where for example, if I need a second job and they said uh we're hiring, is it okay to jump on that now until I get what I really need or something like that? Would that be okay, or would that still be settling when you need something now? Well, well, sis, number one, thank you for sharing that, and thank you for your transparency and being able to really share something that's intimate in your life right now. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things, man can give you an opinion, but man ain't got a heaven and hell to put you in. Only you know your situation better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would ask you to pray to God, because I will never make a determination on your action and being able to care for your family if you're selling or not. But one thing I will encourage you is that, again, you look to see, again, if there are areas or things in your life that needs to be removed that are causing you to have to do that and allow you to be freed up more in order to do what God is calling you to do. So I have been in a place transparently where I, because of some decisions I made, I had to make, take on the second job in order to meet some responsibilities now. But uh, I also had to identify those things that caused me to have to do that and then also make sure that I addressed them so that I would no longer have to chase at trying to um, accommodate a lifestyle at that point that I could not afford. So I'm not saying that's for you, not at all. Okay. Everybody's situation is so different. But I um, I would definitely say continue to pray to God. And then as you are taking on this assignment, make sure that whatever it is that needs to be eliminated that's causing you to have to do it, that you work towards getting that out so that you can be freed up to do more of the work for the kingdom. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you too, sister. Anyone Pastor else? Girl. Can you do mm-hmm. number one one more time? I'm sorry, Glow. I just wanted to repeat number one. Okay. Uh, number one is, give me one second, please. Uh, and that is on the ways 
they know they were flawedly settling is to settle spiritually. Is that what you were looking for, sister? Yes, but you said settling spiritually means settling in something in between there without transformation. Yeah, it means that a person settles for salvation and not transformation. It means simply, okay. yeah, you 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 fire with accepting Jesus Christ, but you don't want to be changed. You don't want to put in the work okay. to to do to allow the change to happen. Okay, thank you, Pastor Darrell. I'm going back under the bed. Thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Amen. I, I believe it was. Yes. Hi, hi. going back under the bed. <laughs> 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 Move on, Michelle. <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let, can I make the disclaimer? I love y'all. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> we love you too. We appreciate you. Pastor Darrell, this is glorious. I thank it's God glorious. for you and for this declaration this morning. Um we laugh I'm laughing. But it's like, oh, Jesus, okay, I got sucker, not, no, not sucker punch. I got punched in the belly, in the head, and everywhere. But I thank God for it because um, that part, all of this message about settling, but the part where you talked about um, settling for or not or deciding that, okay, I'm going to go personal, me. I don't yeah. want to get ready no more because I done been through this, that, that not allowing my mind to be transformed and dealing with the truth of how I saw myself and how the the boundaries that I set up without trusting now at this point understanding that I set those because I not I was I've not been trusting God to send a mate that is healthy and prepared as well as while he's sending the mate to get, have me healthy and prepared Amen. God bless you. Uh, God bless you, I too. Appreciate Thank you, Glorious. I really appreciate you sharing that. Anyone else? I just I add, we... I love what Gloria just said. And I, uh, I, I do pray the same thing, Gloria. I love that, that not only um, God send me someone who's got it all together, I'm paraphrasing, but Lord, have me be all together. Um, thank you. Amen. That is beautiful. I just, I can't echo it enough. You know, when it comes to make selection, and that is your choice, but it's, you know, it's always an indication of how you see you. So when you see value in you, you're going to lift up standards that, again, you're not going to lower just because they might be six foot five full of muscles or they even may come with a big bank account. If they are not absolutely lining up with what God has for you, and even it also talks about your own self-perception, how do you see you? Do you see value in you? Do you see yourself in the revelation of the word in the eyes of God? It's so important to make sure that we do that. Yes. Pastor, this is this is still glorious. And mm-hmm. also the effect that 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 whole relationship is for kingdom and kingdom building. Yes. Yes. It's okay to have a mate, but it's about the kingdom. So I, I thank God for you. I'm going back on mute now. Amen. Thank God for you too. I think we hey, shifted. Hey, come on. Good morning. I'm sorry, my, Gloria. That's my sister. Like that's my oldest sister. <laughs> Listen, that that relationship piece, like you said, 
um, who because when you settle, I have to just talk about me. Y'all know I don't care about y'all know my business. But when you settle, you used to settle for like you what you say, six foot. You named all them sixes, right? <laughs> my pastor said this: you gonna mess around with all them sixes, and you are gonna end up with what you what you what you want. So you gotta be careful. So for me, it's it's like my husband. I know without a shadow of a doubt that he loves me. He has me, and he understands me. So when you're talking about your wife, yeah. I said, that's what this is. That's what this is. And so I'm grateful that I get to experience this. I'm trying not to get emotional because I was that fool that was dating him. You had no business. I had no business mm-hmm. that first big old wedding. That was, mm-hmm. okay, that's a problem. But I'm just, I'm grateful for today. Amen. I love you so much, man of God. I love you too, D.D. Thank you so much. Amen. Anyone else? I think we shifted into um, comments, close comments. Anyone else? You think. You think. I know, right? We ain't never had no second greeting. We just went straight to love, life, and victory on today. Come on and let's get this victory. (laughs) That's how awesome the message was. Amen. Well, God bless and God be the glory. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah, this yes. is consistent. I have to jump in there. I have to say something. I'm trying to Wait, be hold quiet. Wait, two and just seconds, Priscilla. I heard, I heard like two more people. Let's get an order real quick so folks can get their stuff out. Who else was that? That was me. It's, it's, and Denise. Denise. And who else? Miss B. Miss B. Okay, so go uh, Priscilla, Denise, and then Miss B. Go ahead. I'm just going to make a comment, and I'm just going to say it was so much of me in there. I just feel so beat up. I just, you know, it good beating in a good way, good revelation in a great way. I'm going to listen to it over and over again. But you said made so many great points that just aimed right at me, and it was just what I needed because I was up in the middle of the night having one of them pity parties with the Lord, mm-hmm. praying, and <laughs> <laughs> and then, and for you to come this morning with the word, the way you delivered it to me, uh, to us, wow, thank you. That's all I can okay. say because you just make me want to straighten up, pull it up, chin up, get it together. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Will you go Lord on and march on, soldier? Go on, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, man. Of God. You, I really appreciate you. Are, you. You, are, you are welcome, amen. And who's next? Uh, Denise, I just wanted to say good morning and also make a prayer request um, because you stepped on all of my corns and I just need <laughs> prayer for healing on that. Um, but I also want to make a declaration that I will never settle again. And thank you amen. for that word. Amen. You are welcome. Real quickly, where you are, Father, thank you right now, Lord God, for Denise. I pray not only for her, Lord God, for everyone else, that we will not settle in this season, that, Lord God, this month, Lord God, that has been declared mindset, that they have been changed, they've been elevated, Lord God. We will no longer, Lord God, have a mentality of what we cannot do, but we will have a mentality that we can do with you, Lord God. And, Father, I pray that you strengthen us, Lord God, encourage us, lift us up, Lord God, be able to lean on one another, Lord God, so that we're able to achieve that which you're calling us to do. Lord, we thank you, we glorify you in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Anyone else next? 
I just want to be sure I got the points right. I got sure. number one as settle spiritually. I got yes. number two as settle relationally. Yes. And I didn't get number three. All I got for number three is don't they don't trust God. Yes, they don't trust God to send them healthy mates. And number four was settle professionally. Correct. Okay. You got it. Thank you got it. Anna. You are more than welcome. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? You know, the word settling is kind of interesting for me because I'm I'm a, uh, I don't know, I feel like it's innate, but it's like I'm strong will, like I'm very determined. And mm-hmm. we finished the um, topic of identity last month. And right after, like a day or two after that month, um, it started coming up about me realizing how, where God has taken me. And I've been through, went through some things um, just in terms of unemployment, but I was always chasing my career. And I had realized that I, I, my identity was in what I did for a living. That's what I had realized when he took me through all these different changes from like seven, six, seven years ago and where he has me now. And it's so interesting because I had finally just said, uh, I'm just going to focus on you, Lord. So it's interesting because I'm trying to figure out, I, I don't think it was settling. I felt like I was settling, but right when I just did and said, hey, Lord, I'm just going to do what you want me to do. I'm focusing on you. He brought me into the best place of where I, in my work life, and I, I'm not settling. I'm doing what I've always dreamed to do with mm-hmm. people that I love to do, and um, it's going on a year, so it's just interesting i'm trying i'm trying to figure out that thing about the settling because it was almost like when i sat down and then that, that's when i uh mm-hmm. got laid off from that little pit job that i really wasn't doing anything that was you know mm-hmm. uh, really get my skills out where i am there it, that god brought me here after i sat down and said lord I'm just <laughs> on you. so yeah no worries at all so, so one thing just to, if i may very simplistic is say hey whatever god's trying to do in your life make sure you don't place a period where God wants to place a comma. Okay? Wherever yeah. God is dictating for you to do or calling you to do in whatever season you're in, allow him to do it. Just don't. Uh, I, we used to call it, <laughs> we used to call it at Bell South, um, RIP or rest in peace, retired in place. It's where somebody oh. would just. They would just sit there and have no drive. They did just enough, but never. And I feel like that's what God wanted me to. I think He just wanted me to focus on Him, and He has me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't chase that. Don't chase the. Don't chase. Look, look at me. Focus on me. I feel like that was what I got out of that entire situation. I'm gonna keep my eyes on Him. Awesome, awesome. Amen. Thank you for sharing that as well. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Good morning. Um, on one of your points, you said don't settle for unhealthy relationships. How yes. do you how do you identify that? How do you know when you're settling or not settling? In your opinion, um, I mean, if it's someone that's been called to help you advance whatever God has called you to in the kingdom, as well as even let's flip that, whatever again that person who you connect with, how are you helping them? to advance whatever God is calling them into in their lives. Toxic people will always try to come against what you're trying to do. They'll try to talk you out of it and um, will always want to talk about things other than healthy conversations. 
to be able to be rapport. And I understand you ain't got to always be on point or, as we say, be on all the time. You need some downtime that you could just really laugh. But if the majority of my relationship is downtime with you and we ain't talking about nothing that's edifying and pushing us to be better, then is this something that's really been called, you know, uh, to that? Because, again, you want to make sure that you are connecting with people who are pushing you. You don't want to always be the smartest one in the group. Connect with some folks who can really teach you some things and you can sit down and listen as well. So, you know, whatever you find people who want to infect you or inject toxicity, those severe people you need to be running away from. So look for people who are willing to add value to your life. Thank you. No worries. No worries. I, I looked, I did a, I did a, well, I hope my wife will listen. I'm doing a toxic check in my church right now. I got some folks who bring in some toxicity <laughs> and I'm going to pray them to love to life. Amen. Look, you, you, Anybody? Need, you need me to, you need me to slide Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't think I ain't thought about it. <laughs> Where is your church, by the way? Where, where it, are you local? It is, I, I'm, not, I'm in Ellenwood, Georgia. Um, oh, I'm in Ellenwood, oh, Ellenwood Georgia. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't local. Let last me week, let me make but... y'all laugh real quick. Can you imagine him being your sales manager? I wish I would not make a sale. They'll never tell me R.I.P. <laughs> our sales look. Our sales meetings was lit. <laughs> Some of the best times of my life, but you know, we we no, I've for, seen for the real, fruit for real. and we've moved. We, I man, I did. I enjoyed every moment of that. So, and I do want to share, Dion, you were absolute gift, man, when you came, and I'm so grateful for that connection. You talk about relationships. So my sister just talked about it. This is one where iron sharpens iron. And we are here for one another, and we get each other. And I'll, you know, again, I can come to her transparently. We can have some downtime, laugh, but she'll show shift that thing in a heartbeat. And next thing you know, you better catch it and be ready to run. So I'm grateful for that. That's the radical. You better tell you better. You laugh in one minute, and next thing you know, how how we get here. Oh, I think he knows you well, Dion. I think he really knows you. Yeah. I know that right. a little bit. Just, yeah, just, he talking mm, about I remember, catching. I remember the day he caught it. He was like, "Oh, you just oh, hey, did you just play me?" <laughs> and then we'll go back to the joke. I was like, "What kind of madness is this?" I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Amen. Every everyone, I do apologize. I, I did share with Rachelle that I do have a call at ten thirty that I need to be on um, Eastern Standard Time. I believe it's seven thirty your time, and, and I did not want to disrupt the flow of service. But if there are those who still want to continue to talk uh, and just share what your what you receive out of it, I encourage you, please do. But again, I thank you all so much uh, for allowing me to be able to come and share some of my own struggles and what God is really sharing with me uh, in this season and, and also, too, what I have to make sure to make those adjustments mentally. But thank you, Dion, again. I love you so much. I almost love called you, you last week. 
almost called you last yeah. week and said, hey, I'm I was just going to say no, and I, I need you to call me today, this sometime before this day ends, sir. You got it. I'll make sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I will make sure. I promise you, I'll make sure. All right, everyone. All right. I love and, you uh, all. And that, and that PhD having uh, Teresa Belcher, please kiss her. I love you if you're on the call. <laughs> she I got sure a zero Belcher PhD. Believe that. <laughs> oh, she peaked. She peaked my car. Love you as well. Love you all. Have a great uh, weekend. <laughs> and enjoy Friday Night Live, everyone. Make sure Friday Night Live. God bless you all. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. Have a blessed day. I'm going to today. Well, enjoy, girlfriend. Did you save me some cake? <laughs>